welcome to another episode of the Y'all Don't Deserve Me podcast, hosted by me, Deb. So as promised, today I have a guest with me, a very, very, very special guest. So let's start off first by saying she's a Pisces. <laughs> and you know, I love the Pisces girl. She is also an esthetician sister and not an esthetician sister, but the esthetician, my esthetician sister. Me and Big D, as I affectionately call her, met in esthetician school. And she's my, like, quickly became my favorite person. It was a close spot between her and another young lady. And Danielle just completely knocked the competition out of the water. Absolutely. We became inseparable. And it was really fun. Danielle is a business owner. She owns several businesses. She has multiple children, four to be exact. Mm -hmm. She is a wife. She is a daughter. She is a sister. She is a friend and just a general a generally funny entertaining person so i think that this is going to be very interesting because our energy is very much so what would you call it i would say it's flirty i feel like we're very it could be flirty and funny together yeah it it's a, is it's, a good time. it's like a tennis match like you hit the ball, I hit the ball, you hit the ball. So with that introduction, Big D, you know, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Before we get started, um, I want you to tell the people why they don't deserve you. Why they don't deserve you, Big D? First off, that was a really nice introduction, Deb. Thank you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so the people don't deserve me. They really don't. But you, my sister... For you, I will. I okay? appreciate you. They don't deserve me because I am the gem, you know? You are. You know, I, I am the gem. I hold the pressure. But, again, for you, I will. So I I'm feel here. It. I feel it. Yes. Big D was the friend that when I moved to Charlotte and I was in that very, very dark place, when I was in that room for three years, Ooh. Big D was the friend that told me that I wasn't bipolar that told me that I didn't need to be medicated and no. that really just talked me through it. She would be on the phone with me despite having a whole full life for hours. You know, we would be FaceTiming, we would be on the phone. Like she really stuck through that time with me. And I'll never forget that, I appreciate that. You're welcome sister, that's what I'm here for. All right, yeah. so we're gonna get started. Y'all don't deserve me, but I'm here anyway. So on this week's episode, we are going to be circling back around to the rejection is protection um, topic title. And we'll be talking about dating culture, situationships, voids, and rejection. At the top of each episode, we talk about what I deserve, what we deserve, what we are going to affirm and give to ourselves for the week. So for this week, we are giving ourselves grace. Grace. So... I think I should let you get started on what grace means to you, what giving yourself grace means to you, what that looks like, what that feels like, and why we should give ourselves grace. Well, I deserve grace because as a, as a mom, as a wife, even as a business owner, I give everyone and everything 100%. And sometimes with those responsibilities, I've given so much that I forget about myself. 
And so after, and I just recently had a baby, but a little bit before that, I went on a, a weight loss journey for myself. I was a little bit selfish with my time. I did things more so for myself and I decided to give myself grace because I owed myself that in order to perform at a high level as a wife, as a business owner, and as a mother. So even after having basically a newborn baby, I'm back. Like, it's grace. Like, I need to give myself grace because sometimes I am my own critic. I can be a perfectionist. Um, I want things to be perfect, and I want to run this race, and I want to, I want to run it hard. But again, I have to give myself grace. Slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. Yeah. So my take on giving myself grace and the reason why we and I and everyone deserve grace is to me, it's a softness. It's a treat yourself the way you would treat a small child. Like you were saying, sometimes you could be your own like worst or biggest critic. And it's that courtesy. It's that space that you give yourself to be a human. It's how would I talk to a child? Like would I yell at them and beat it, beat up on them for doing something wrong? Or would I say, hey, you know, I noticed you missed a step. You, I noticed you made a mistake. Come here, let's sit down, let's talk about it. Do I teach you? Do I guide you? Do I prop you up? Or do I beat up on you? And it's like, no, I deserve that. And granted, we all have to have checks and balances where it's like, right. I'm not, continuously pacifying myself and I'm not checking myself, but we all do deserve that space to have softness. Mm -hmm. This world is hard enough. It is. So we, we have to create that space for ourselves where we give ourselves space to be human. Yep. I agree. And the human experience is, there's not a textbook. There's not a book that teaches you how to do it. So you definitely will come up against obstacles and make mistakes. And when you do those things, you can't stay stuck in that place. Like where I was at one point, I was just like beating up on myself for doing the wrong thing and not having the knowledge of what I didn't know. Right. And it comes to a point where you have to be like, Damn girl, it's okay. You made a mistake. Right. You learned from the mistake. And let's move on. And you move on from there. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't harm anybody in the mistakes that you made, and if your intentions wasn't just, you know, negative, then you definitely deserve that. And even if you did harm somebody or your intentions were negative, there still is space for you to atone for that and for you to learn. Mm-hmm. So that wraps up our what I deserve for the week. Now we are going to get into our main event. And I think that this is going to be a good conversation for Big D. Mm -hmm. I, I, honestly, truly, that Danielle's name in my phone is Big D. And I gave her that name because her energy is big. And big stand for big demeanor. Well, D stand for big demeanor, okay? Yes, ma'am. Um, I actually want people to start calling me Big D. Big D. <laughs> I think my energy is big and I think it I just is. I just is. I deserve to be called Big D. Nobody calls me that. I got you, friend. Save my number in your phone. Is big, big D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna <laughs> Big D. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we're going to move on to the main event. So now we are on to our next segment, which is the main event. We are going to be discussing situationships, rejection, voids, half-loves. This is a good topic. It is. Um, me and Danielle, we before we came here, we went to a Mexican restaurant and we had some lunch. And during this lunch, I kind of brought her up to speed on the last podcast because for whatever reason, as a guest on my show, she didn't think that she should listen to the podcast. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, it's okay. It's okay. It's all love. With four kids, I promise. I can understand. I'm going to catch up. It's sister. You here now. I got you. And I, I pretty much brought her up to speed. So if you have not listened to the last episode of the podcast, we talked about dating culture. We talked about situationships. We talked about how people end up in situationships, how it affects them emotionally, what your relationship goals are and what you need to do to get to a point where you can find that everlasting love. So I'm here with someone who, since I've known her, she has um, been married and mm -hmm. she has found an everlasting love. But prior to that, obviously, she has had dating experiences. Mm. And I want you because Danielle, we are pretty much the same age, right? We are. But I feel like you're a lot more mature than me. And I also feel like you have more experiences than me. You've in a way been like a big sister. And you know, I think I know everything, but I really don't, but I really don't. And it's people like Danielle who I really be like, sister, am I wrong? Am I right? Like, and I'm gonna tell you the truth. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all. I'm always gonna get the truth from Big D. And sometimes I'd be surprised by her answer. Like recently she told me something and I was like, this is surprising coming from you, but you never know what you're gonna get. So tell me a little bit about how you maneuvered in dating, having a child, mm -hmm. being young, having to provide for yourself. Um, and a little bit of background about Danielle is her parents are married, have been married for her whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, they grew up in a household together. They have three kids. And that is just what she was raised in. I think that for a lot of people who haven't experienced their parents or, you know, mom, dad, step parents, whatever, in a long-term relationship and then in a solid union, it's hard for them to visualize that in a healthy way. So I think that that probably plays a part in, you know, your success and you being able to narrow down what you need, pick somebody and then stick through it and see it through. So tell us a little bit about your early experience in dating, you know, did you rock the date? Were you the clingy girl? Were you the hot girl? Like, what did it give? And then how did you get to a point where you met this man? You got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm dating him. I'm dating multiple people and I'm narrowing it down. And he got to be like the lucky one that was like, yeah, I made it. Tracked your bitch. <laughs> so how did it get to that point? So yes and no. So I, I got pregnant at a very early age. Um, I had my daughter when I was 18 years old. So I got pregnant when I was 17. And because I grew up in that household where marriage was first, the career, the kids, that wasn't me because I literally had just graduated from high school. So at this point, I'm like, oh, God, I'm not married. 
I haven't made it to college yet. I'm about to have this kid. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. But I was in a relationship at that time. And what I thought would have been the relationship, because at this point, I am trying to play up on, okay, well, I already had this baby. So I probably, like, this is it. <laughs> no, that wasn't it, baby. That wasn't it. And so that relationship um, definitely wasn't a healthy relationship. It started out great in the beginning, but of course we were young. So, I mean, we're, we're 18 at this point, so no one really knows what a relationship looks like. So uh, fast forward after that, that relationship lasts probably about, mm, about six years on and off. Um, Not to cut you off, but I love the, yeah. how the first relationship was, was the first marriage for a, for a lot of us. Like, yeah. when I think back, I'd be like, honestly, truly, I've been married. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, truly, the first boyfriend I had was I was 13 when I met him. We did not break up till I was 19. Mm -hmm. I went to college. He went to jail. We was in love. I was his wife. Like, I was like, I raised him. Mm -hmm. Like, we... Yeah. And I get it. Like, marriage is marriage. It's a legally binding document. And if yeah. you're not legally married, you're not married. But it's relationships that I have been in that I'm like, that was my man. That was my husband. You're not telling me. Honestly. Truly. Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead. Continue. We ain't know what we was doing. Didn't and did. Because I was such a nurturer and loving person. I was doing it wrong. Like, I knew that I mm -hmm. need to give this person love. I need to give this person support. Yep. But I needed to do it in a way that allowed me to be a woman and not fill those spaces in those voids that you didn't get when you were a child. I'm looking to come in and this is what he needs. This is what went wrong. This is what I'm filling voids and holes that therapy should have filled. Yep. And because I, I became those spaces, it didn't allow me to just be a woman, be his woman. So it, it gave mother. It, did. <laughs> it gave and, mom and, I, and that that's kind of what was going on in my case as well and i think genuinely we get along because we are nurturing and i i know that i'm a very caring person like if i'm your friend i'm going to give you whatever i have so that's probably why i don't have many friends mm. and why people probably really don't deserve me oh but oh <laughs> but i'm here but so after that, fast forwarding, um, I dated. I dated a little bit older. I dated a little bit younger. So at this point, I'm like, at this point, I prayed myself out of a situation because there was a point where this, this relationship went to a 360. Um, I can't even get into how <laughs> because that's a long story. Maybe another podcast. Maybe you'll have me back. But but <laughs> but fast forwarding, this was a relationship that I probably should not have. It, it brought me so far out of my element. I, I had no idea who I was. Like who I was then was not who I am right now. Like you probably would not be talking to me. And that's the worst. Remember when I told you I was in the dark for three years? Yes. That was a, the situation that I was like, oh, I don't even know. Yeah. How did I get here? Exactly. And it's so confusing because it's like, I know who I am. I thought I knew who I was. Exactly. But I don't even know who you are now on the other side of this. It, it yep. 
one, pain changes things. Pain changes you. It did. And two, you do have to like rebuild yourself because it's like I could never end up in a situation like this. I could mm-hmm. never let nobody have me fucked up like this again. And, ever. And see, that was the moment. That was the turning point. I was like, nobody will ever play over me like this again. Like ever. 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 So at that point, it was I was for myself. So that's when dating turned around. And all of those feelings was gone. I was cold, like Ooh, real. Cold. And that's what that's what Big D give. That's it. That's what Big D give. I was Big cold. D don't Big D don't Big D don't really be feeling nothing. No. And I want to because that girl is still in there, but it's not gonna come out off of nothing. Just, no. Nothing. Yeah, like it's not gonna. It like it really has to be sought and in nope. nurture in a way that I feel safe. I literally was dark like what I had is what I gave my child Mm. that's it Mm -hmm. so when I dated honestly I dated with no intentions Mm. I didn't date like if I called you I called you if you called me you called me if you had my number like it wasn't like oh I want to marry this guy oh I like this guy it was like thank you see I'm where you were then but mad late I I hate it for me I for me i'm gonna be 60 years old <laughs> just, just getting oh i hate it i wish i would have like really just got i just oh, okay go ahead i mean because it, that's an amazing space to have been in your early 20s yeah. but it's like mid late 20s getting to that space it's just like oh, this is what i should have been on Yes and yeah. I was always a late bloomer though. I was always (laughs) a late bloomer. And I feel like it's just cause like nobody taught me. I was always just told like, don't have sex. Nobody taught me like, hey, when you, right. Like nobody told me like, when you do start having sex and develop a relationship and fall in love, these are the things that you need to value. These are the things that you need to look out for. You do want to be nurturing and loving and caring for your partner, but you also don't want to allow them to use you and deplete you. Like nobody taught me that. And nobody taught a lot of us that. So we were in a space where we were just learning. And I think that that's where grace comes in because you beat yourself up for the things that you did not know. And it's like, damn, I deserve so much better. But I don't think it was that you're a late bloomer. Remember, I had a child early, so I had to grow up a little bit earlier. So at this point, I feel like I can't afford to play with you. I'm not, I have a child. I'm not going to have you around my child. Like I really don't even have the time to be dating you. Like you're not going to waste my time. So I I don't think it was late. I think I was early. You're right. Cause then when I think in comparison to the other girlfriends I have and like what stages they come into, I think that they're coming into it now. Right. It just sucks that, you know, (laughs) As Kevin Samuels would say, <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're on the downturn, sis. How you coming into the fact that you deserve things and you're giving 65? What does he call this? The danger zone? Yes. Miss Mars, you're, you're in the danger. It's, it's, it's dangerous right now. Like, you're at risk of being alone for the rest of your life. And now today, you deserve all of this stuff? Yes. It's giving delusion. But I'm going to stay delusional because y'all niggas ain't going to play with me. I'm gonna stay delusional, baby. <laughs> and I'm gonna just listen, keep your foot on their necks. Okay. And that's all I could do. That's it. So it worked for me and it didn't work for me. 
But what I can tell you is with my demeanor, with me not letting my foot up off their necks, it let me see who was playing and who wasn't. Cause it, and the funny thing is, so me and my husband now, we met at work. And I was so cold. Like, I was there to go to work. I didn't want no friends. I didn't want to talk. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to go to the club. Just don't even talk to me. That's what is given, Daniel. That's what is given. We work for Bank of America call center. It's given. What do you want? What What the hell do you and want? And I think that that also probably intimidates and maybe scares some men off because it's just like, damn, I got to come to the door with my life. Exactly. And she's like past the point of like, I could sweet talk her. I could, I could, and it's just like, you could, but you can't, baby. Nope. I'm not. Yeah. So they would tell him because, you know, obviously. So I met his brother first. Brother say. You do not want to talk to D, man. You don't want to talk to D. The girl's crazy. She crazy. He like, why? So the more he hearing this, the more he want to find out. He's I'm like, like dormy. <laughs> like, He's enticed. He's enticed. So the men like a challenge. They do. They like a challenge and they like a mean girl for some reason. They do. And so, you know, I'm minding my business. Like I'm clocking in. I'm not staying a minute over. I'm not coming a minute earlier. Like I'm minding my business. Leave me alone. Okay, I was in my bubble. But, you know, the guys were telling, like, yeah, I tried to talk to her. She's mean, you know. I think she's gay. You know, oh, no, her she had a girlfriend. And I'm like, yeah, 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 nigga. I'm gay. Because yeah, I don't yeah. like you. Because I don't, like don't want to entertain you right. automatically. I mean, it was, it was it, like, literally, it was all kind of rumors in a town I knew no one in. Like, it, but he's still, like, sending roses. Like, you want to go to lunch? And I'm like, no. Mm. What do you want? Mm. He like, I want to go to lunch. And I'm like, I'm not hungry. Right. And so he he would literally come by and drop the lunch off anyway. And I'm like, mm, okay. I like that. I, if I tell you, <laughs> and, and the thing is, I think that's a space that I can relate to. And maybe some of the other girls can relate to, too. You either been so hurt that you don't trust people or you're either so hurt that you have given up and you're just like, I'm good on anything. Like, I don't want nothing from none of y'all. You don't got to buy me nothing. You don't take me nowhere. I just really want you to leave me alone. So I think that it speaks to the consistency that I talked about in the last episode yeah. when I'm doing everything I can to, you know, divert you or get you to leave me alone. And you still come in with the energy. You know what I'm saying? And you're not resentful of the fact that I'm spinning you. You just like, okay, I understand. Not now. Not now. Not now. And you keep bringing the lunch, bringing the roses, yep. texting, calling. And that that will soften you. And that I don't think that a lot of men understand like that level of persistence, that will make a woman be like, okay. That level of consistence will make a woman be like, maybe he is one of the good guys. Let me, let me peek around the corner. I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out, but let me peek around the corner and see what he's talking about. But I didn't. Oh, you, you was right. You I was, was just like, yeah. Mm -mm. Okay, so here's the thing, too. I'm peeking around. The, like, listen, baby, if, if it's given that, if it's given, I done spun you 10 times and you still like on it, on it, on it. It's given, I'm a peek. I'm a at least peek. And I think that's because now, like maybe where you were is a different place, but it's like, I'm not hurt no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm not hurt anymore. That's the thing. I'm not hurt anymore and I'm not bitter. So I can peek around the corner. I didn't say I was going to give you anything. Right. But I'm at least going to peek and I'm going to look at you from the door. I'm going to crack the door. 
and just see what it looked oh, like. Well, out I did there. scrounge around to the Facebook page. You, cra- you cracked you crack the door. <laughs> Without him knowing, you cracked the door. <laughs> so here's the thing. And, and eventually we did talk. Okay, I gave him my number. We talked. You know, I let him know, listen, this is a friend's zone. Like, that's it. Yeah. There's no, you come into my house, you know, no late night booty call, like none of that. Like we can hit this Chick-fil-A in public right here in the mall. Like that's it. And so he understood that. He's like, okay. So I'm like, okay. So I think, and I, and I did, he knew I was actively dating. I'm like, listen, this is not a one-on-one. <laughs> this is a multiple because I, I did roster date. Ooh, I did. We gotta talk about that too. Yes. We so, what did ro- what did roster dating look like for you? Long. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Big D stand for big demeanor. Listen. So, what does long mean? Like, okay. So, I, you know, I'm on TikTok. I listen to the girls and the boys on TikTok. Now, I don't agree with a lot of their stuff yeah. that they say, but I like to stay submerged in the culture of what the people are saying just to understand where people are coming from. So what the men are saying, what the women are saying, what the men are telling, you know, the dating code, they're telling the women that you need to roster date. You know, you don't necessarily need to be having sex with all of these people. Right. Um, but you need to keep you a revolving door of multiple people that you are dating. Now, there are some people... That they they smashing a whole roster like everybody on the roster like it is that type of party there are some people that's not having sex with nobody on the roster there are some people that it might be one or two people that they doing on the roster Mm -hmm. and everybody else and it's like okay well when i'm done with him then we are cypher is is different things that different people are doing that works for different people um so i want you to tell us about how you roster dated um and if if you are a person that does roster date, I think that it requires a certain capacity. I am an introverted person. And I also, again, I don't like people. So that like level of patience and that willingness to share myself with people and make myself available to more than one person. And it's detrimental because if you're only focused on one person, you will get attached. So you will, you know, like narrow it down to that one person. And they may not even be the best option. Right. Um, but it's just like, I'm comfortable here. And I think that that's a lot of the times what I've done. I will find one person and I'm just like, I'm good. You know, like if we get along, if we have a lot of compatibility, like if I am genuinely enjoying you, I'm the type of person that I can make the most out of you. Like I'm not the person who this is not good enough. I need to find Elon Musk. Like, no, if you're, if you are decent to me and you love me and you care for me and you're continuing to evolve in that, I could be okay with that. And I kind of like that and hate that about myself because it's like, girl, you done deserved the better before. And you was (laughs) sitting over there loving on the nigga that was like, "Mm." so tell us, take us back to to my dating world. The roster, yeah, you said it was long. So, so it, it was how was you doing it? And then you was a mother. I, I don't mother. got no kids. Baby, I'd rather lay on the couch and watch Power <laughs> than to have to roster date. Baby, so, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so it's kind of like, and I, I hope this don't sound bad, but it's kind of like looking for a job. Mm-hmm. I don't just put in one application. I need options. Yeah. So... The last thing I would do is put in one application and be like, I hope they hire me. 
No, I'm putting in a hundred. So I date the same way. And 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 I and again, you, you my friend, you're very attached, yeah. emotional, hopeless, romantic person. But remember, I was a little bit colder back then. Yeah. So for me, when I dated, I didn't think twice about it. Like, okay. And what roster dating did for me, what we think we like or what we think we know to be what we deserve, it'll kind of shape your thoughts. My husband right now is not the person I thought that I would have married. So what were your, what were you looking for? What were your standards back then of what you thought, like the idea of like, this the man that, that I need or that I want or that I'm going to get? So, <laughs> and he reminds me this all the time. One of the conversations that I had with Mike, I was like, because he couldn't. Shout forget. out to Big Mike. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Big Mike. Because one of the conversations we had, he could not understand this until later. I told Mike, and I knew it was going to hurt his feelings, but at that time I was so cold, I didn't care. Something I had to work on later. But I told him, I said, I don't think we're compatible. I don't think we're going to work out because you're not headstrong. Mm. And so he was like, what does that mean? And I'm like, you're not like, you're not rowdy enough. Like you're not yeah, loud. Like you're not, yeah. you're not going to fight for me. You're not, you know, you're not this alpha man. Yeah. And so he was like, okay. What the hell? Right. Like <laughs> that's all he said was like, okay. And I left it like that. And literally we didn't and Even talk. in that conversation, I feel like he was supposed to be like, what girl? Right. I got this. Right. Yeah. And so I walked off like his weak ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I knew I made the right decision. <laughs> and we did not talk for like a year after that. So it, it wasn't that he wasn't trying to reach out. I don't even think he was upset for real. You know, he might have thought like, dang, she really told me that. But it was me. I was I was cold. You was honest. And I was honest. Yeah. I also told him, I said, listen, you know, I just came out of a really bad situation. Honestly, I felt like I was still in it because I had a kid. I don't want you to be a part of this. Yeah. So I had respect for him, although he's like, I can handle it. And I'm like, no, I, I literally don't want you to be any parts of this. I knew I was dating. I thought of Mike as a good guy. At that time, I didn't feel like I deserved a good guy. Ooh. Like he was too good. Let's talk. Wait. He okay, didn't pause. Have pause. Because we're talking about <laughs> what we deserve. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of women who are in a space in the were in a space in the past mm -hmm. are in a space currently where they feel like they are not deserving and that is a direct indication on the people and the situations that they they continuous continuously end up in right because you don't feel like you're deserving of something because of maybe something you've been through maybe the way that you feel about yourself the way you look the things that people have told you the things that you have told yourself you are lowballing. Yep. You are playing it safe. And that speaks to you having to do self-work. Yep. So it can be appreciated that you told Mike, like, I don't want you here. Right. And I can relate to that too, because it's been a time when I was in a relationship when I was dusty. Mm -hmm. And I felt as though. I mean, me and this person was both dusty together. Let's be honest. And I was just like, I can't take care of myself. I'm not adequate. Yep. 
I got to get out of here and I have to be who I am and I have to be better because I know that I deserve better, but this person deserves better. And we can't stay like this. Right. So sometimes, and I feel like you did the best thing because, you know, look where you are now with this person. But maybe had you held him in that space and let him enmesh in all of the foolishness, I'm still giving cold hearted. I can't even be the loving, caring person that I could possibly, that you nope. could have because I'm not emotionally in a space nope. to give you that. So with Mike, I told him that, you know, I wasn't in the best place to be a girlfriend, to honestly be a good friend. And so from that point, we didn't talk for like a year but during that year, I still dated. He still tried to reach out to me. Every now and then, I would still see him. I knew, like, the way my apartment was positioned, it was on the main highway. I knew he took the long way. I could clearly see everybody that passed my apartment. And I would see him roll down the window, drive by real slow, and I would close those blinds because I didn't want to see him. So at this point, I was putting up a guard. But I do not, I do not regret that time. That that year, we we may have talked like three or four times, and it was like, hey, you know, what's up? How you doing? You know, goodbye. But during that year, I did date, and it helped me. Can to I ask see, a question? Yeah, this might be a little intrusive, but I feel like we need to know this. Wait. So prior to you going dark on Mike, had you all had sex? Um. No, I don't think so. So at that point, it was purely just off of like emotion and vibes. Like, you know, he was feeling me. I was feeling him. You know, we had conversations and just vibes. It was no like sexual attachment or anything like that. And I think no. that that I think that that is is good, too. I think that that allows you to really like marinate on those actual real organic feelings. Nope, there's nope, no nope. pumping involved. But go ahead. We were just we were just going out, and then I felt like, you know, I was getting a little soft, and I'm like, whoa, mm -mm. no, 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 this, this, <laughs> this ain't, this ain't it. And honestly, again, I, I I'm coming out of a bad relationship. I'm out of the relationship, but my ex is not. So he thinks he's still in a relationship and could be doing right. whatever he wants. And because he's not completely gone, I didn't want Mike in that space. Yeah. But I was still dating and I still had friends or whatever, but they weren't like Mike. You know, we went to the club, we went out. Mike don't go out. Mike don't club. Mike is a very homebody. Mike had no kids. Like, you know, he was just completely different from what I was actually dating. But though, like dating, that year I got to realize who I was and what I liked and what I needed. So, And what did you need, Big D? Somebody to calm my ass down. Okay. <laughs> no, but I needed somebody that, yeah, to basically like... I, like soften me a little bit. Like I, I was on one. Like I was on a roller coaster that never stopped. I wish I knew you at that time. It was it was it was a lot. 
it, it was given. From the stories you've told me in the past, you seem like you was a, a wild girl. <laughs> it was lit. You was living life. I was living life. I was living life while being a mom. You know, I look, I was a mom. I drop her off and then I was big D. Listen, what the girls on TikTok <laughs> said, the girl said, um, I'm a mother first and I'm a hoe directly after. Directly. That's what the girls on TikTok said. <laughs> like I'm she closing said, the door, listen, like, what's up? She said, I'm a mother, I'm a hoe directly after that though. I said, the girls is crazy. <laughs> because, but to be honest with you, through my dating, no one has ever met my daughter. And then me and Mike went to dinner one night. He was like, did you want to get the kids something? And I looked. I'm like, my yeah, kid is good. Oh, so you came at him like that. My kid is good. This has nothing to do with my It has child. nothing to do with your kid, nothing but you don't think do that that child. was like courteous? That, no. Wow. Not at that time. No, I, I like I can respect that you felt like that, but I, I think that because there's so many twitter arguments about this topic about if a woman goes out with a man should he this should he that should he consider the kids should he did so the fact that you was like a hard no on like don't worry about my don't child about my she ate she good. good i want you for me like don't worry about because i believe that you know we talked about manipulation okay right? we did talk about manipulation. and a lot of people that date when you're trying to tug kids. at you're trying to tug at my heartstrings right yeah because when you date a woman with kids, you automatically think that they're looking for a father, and they're not. Not everybody. Not you. Well, look, not, not you, me. not <laughs> you. But some like, of the girls, some, some girls, some of the girls, Sharkeisha is definitely yes. And some may some Brand may disagree. Tariq. Some may disagree to with the day. <laughs> some may disagree, but but how you treat me, I can tell how you're gonna treat my kids. And that's the discernment we spoke of. Right. The girls don't have foresight and discernment. Right. They're looking over the red flags. I don't want you to focus on my kid. I just want you to focus on me. And when you do that, I can determine if you're going to be a good fit for me and my kids. So fast forward. So I had this, um, I had to have surgery. And I wasn't, I wasn't that well. So I had to have surgery. The night before my surgery... <laughs> The night before my surgery is when I caught him out of the blue. He picked up on the first ring. Like, hello? Everything oh. okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, everything's okay. I was like, I actually, you know, I'm good. I was like, I finally have my surgery tomorrow. He like, what? Can you go out to eat? I'm like, look, I'm going to have me a meal. I'm going to have me a meal. <laughs> <laughs> so... I won't forget, like, we went to Ruby Tuesday, and yes, my baby daddy was at home babysitting. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I like that. At this, okay, so when I say that he was in a relationship and I wasn't, and I know a lot of people, again, they'd be down at the internet fighting over this. There is a such thing as he wasn't living with me, but I did not want my child. So I'm, I'm sick. I have to have surgery, but I also have to have somebody to watch my child. That you trust. That and that was trust. the person I knew that I could trust, but we wasn't in a relationship. Right. So I did explain that to him. I'm not just out here like one dude at home and lying, I'm out with lying. Just, I, I'm not I'm not in a relationship, but my baby daddy lived with me. Right. Meanwhile, you y'all at the crib. We literally was not in a relationship 
at all. And honestly, the arrangement was for him to watch her because at that time, I could not, like, I was asleep. And when I was asleep, during that time, my child had a, not an issue, but she was sleepwalked so bad that it was affecting me. Like, it was bothering me because I never wanted to be so asleep and she walk out or something And honestly, like I don't even think that what you're explaining as a parent, at the end of the day, your child should come first. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, secondary to dating situations. And there's a lot of people, including myself, that's not wouldn't be able to tolerate or handle those right. type of situations but i am understanding yeah. of that is what like i understand your child comes first you that's not something that i feel like you have to explain or over explain right but what i submit myself into a situation with like that funny business nah because then i enter myself into possibly being confused and hurt right and i need clarity hard clarity right so for him being able to understand. And I guess he was at a point where he was like, damn, I'll take whatever I could get. <laughs> I'm like, she don't really bang with me like that. I'm not going to tug on this in right. any direction. And then she blocked me or right. she not talking to me. So if you are if you are in that space where you just like, yo, I just want right. to have access to this person, then you will tolerate that. And I think it's the fact that I was always honest. Like I'm a very honest person. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a guessing game. It wasn't like, oh, I heard he was at your house. It was never a question. I did not make him feel confused. Uncomfortable. confused. Yeah. yeah. It was just, you know, hey, what's up? You know, how you doing? Good. You know, Janelle's at home. This is happening, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just how it was. Mm -hmm. So he never questioned me. He never had to. But I reached out to him and then, yeah, you know, went down to the Ruby Tuesday. We did go down to the Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. And I had my surgery the next day. And, you know, he's like, everything okay? You good? And so, you know, he checked on me. He ordered me some stuff because I went to go stay with my family during this time. And so I came back and he's like, you want to go to dinner? I'm like, yeah, I can go to dinner. Because I'm going to have me a meal. Hello? And I was like, I have something to tell you anyway. So he was like, you know, we get to dinner. He like, you know, what you had to tell me? He excited at this point. I'm like, what I'm about to tell you is not exciting. I was like, I'm thinking about moving to Atlanta. And that's how quiet it was. He mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Because at this point, he like, this girl ain't moving for real. Mm. And so as time go on, I'm like, yeah, he like, so, you know, when you're thinking about moving, I'm like, mm, right after Christmas, because this is like September. He was like, okay. But he didn't believe it until I started moving stuff. And he was like, how do I know that you are not going to do me like you did me before when you mm -hmm. didn't talk to me for a year? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I told you that year was very personal. Mm -hmm. Like I'm over it. I'm out of it. Like I'm actually leaving because my ex won't leave. I never knew this full love story. And I feel like it's even better than, you know, just me knowing little tidbits here or there, just because of the long stretch of being able to continuously receive confirmations of like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. This is who I'm supposed to be with. And I like slow things. Yeah. Like, let's slowly fall in love. I mean, I'm like, look, we can fall in love fast, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know we, how you do, Big D. We, 
like a love story, baby. I like a love story, but I think that when something is built over a long period of time and it has a track record of people consistently choosing each other, it's like, oh, you really love me, baby. But see, I had to date. <laughs> but see, I had to date to realize that. You had to get to Because I got point. through all yeah. of these people. They're like, okay, you ain't going to talk to me. And you was like, nobody likes y'all. No I'm not pressed because I'm not impressed. Listen, so there was this guy off topic. There was this guy that I, you know how you like, like somebody in high school mm-hmm. and then later on you date them. You like, yo, that's who you are. When you finally get to, to you'll be like, this is who you are? I was like, oh, Yuck. the guy, like, on the first date, right, he asked me to go out. And I'm like, ooh, he asked me to go out? Like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, I always liked him in high school. He calls me. I'm all cute. He called me like I thought I, I was thinking maybe you'll cook. I was like, what? All the bait and switch. I was like, you thought that I was going to do what the at my house switch. with with whose food? Oh my god, I hate the bait and switch. So I'm like, nah, never mind. You don't have to, you know, something just came. that shit is so disappointing. <laughs> that something shit is, just came up. It's so disappointing. Block. It's so disappointing. But no, like, no, 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 no. Don't think like that. Don't think like like like. Give me a chance, you. Give me a chance, Shadi. Give me a chance. I'm like, okay. You can go straight to hell. I don't know about you, and I may get beat up for this, but I don't like a man with beer on his breath. He came to your house with beer on his breath? He came to the house drinking. Mm. And so I'm like, mm. at every moment after that, he had this red cup in his hand. I'm like, oh, hell no. That, like, that no. See, stuff like that hurts my feelings because, and like, you know, I am a sensitive person. You are. <laughs> that hurts my feelings because it's like, who did you think I was that you could handle me like this? Why do you think exactly. that you could show up over here like I'm a prostitute? Why do you feel as though this is appropriate? And it's like, again, remember when we were saying like you teach people how to treat you. So the yes. fact that I even allowed you to come over here was already too far. He really the fact that I even, hey, thank you. The fact that I even <laughs> made all of these concessions was too far. So at the end of the day, I do have to take accountability for the yep. fact that I, as a woman, was out of order. Yep. You know, a nigga tell you I'm gonna take you on a date and then last minute bait and switch. Honey, it's game time. It gets worse. It's, it's not gonna get better from there, sister. It gets worse. It's game, he's, it's game time, baby. So we had dinner. Yuck. Right, and that's Yuck. how I'm just sitting there like I hate you, niggas. Yuck! I'm on my phone like I wonder what Tyrone doing. Oh my god! <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm I like, hate it. it. I hate it here. So okay, so I, you know I play along. He says, and I kid you not, he says, you know, I got my son, got your daughter. You know, clearly we vibing. You know, I think it'll be a good thing. I'm like, what do you think is a good thing? Like, cause clearly, clearly we're not on the same page. He like, yeah, you know, they can go to school together. I'm like, we live in two different cities. He's like, but we don't have to. I'm like, well, I'm not moving. He's like, but I will. I'm like, where? With you. Ooh. Oh, he's a whole bomb. I'm disgusted. I never backed my chair up and left a restaurant so fast. I'm so 
wait, 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 wait. So this is not at your home. This is y'all went somewhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wasn't cooking. Well, no, I didn't think you was cooking. <laughs> I didn't think you was cooking. You wasn't cooking. But when you said, house. but when you said he came over with beer on his breath, so he pulled up with beer on his mm. breath, and y'all went somewhere. Yes, I'm disgusted, Danielle. I was too. Very. He much came so. to proposition you he like really you didn't, didn't have any me. better options at all. Who do you think you were? That's why you had to keep that long roster. Who did he think? And even if I didn't have any better options, you know what the better option is? Me being mm. alone, reporting mm. live from the couch, watching power by my damn self. <laughs> you niggas are nuts. <laughs> Baby, I'm going to always choose James St. Patrick over you niggas. These niggas are nuts. It's giving delusion. Very much so. But honestly, I did not start dating Mike until after I moved to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So he mm -hmm. finally got over himself. He's, and actually, the funny thing is, the roles reversed. He stopped talking to me for a little while. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. He put he put his foot on your neck. Look, he could. He put his foot on your neck. I was just gonna get it get it popping in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so he came back real quick because I was like, hey, you know, I know your I know your ass hurts. Mm. I, I know you are. Mm. I said, but look, I already told you I wasn't gonna do that again. So I'm gonna give you to tonight. I'm gonna give you 24 business hours to make up your mind. Did you want to do this or did you not? Oh, let me know now because I can move it. I keep it moving. I like that though. When the person that been on you finally like gets some hair on their chest and they and they and they put <laughs> and they put you in your place and then you like, oh, okay, daddy. Listen, I like that. I like I mean, that. It's cute that you hurt. Like I, I've given you some time, but you like got twenty four business hours before I go to the Cumberland Mall and found me another Ooh. roster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's cute and all. That's cute. But you visiting me? It's an, I know. I mean, what we doing here? Because uh, time is ticking. Yeah, it's safe to say he bought his ass on to Atlanta. I'm like, okay, welcome. It's so uh, we were just on the phone. One you didn't even right? get that man no time to act stank a little bit. No. Maybe I'm toxic because I I've, like if I've been doing you, I'm not gonna be mad at you for putting a little stank on it. Like I'm not gonna be mad at you for giving me that energy at one point, as long as it don't go. Because I feel like. You know the TikTok, we're like, get in the field and get your lick back, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be mad at you because for me to have been giving you all this resistance and then finally you be like, all right, enough, girl. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be mad at you. I mean, but I like that. I like that Mike was like, all right, it's been 24 hours. You know, this is my decision. Because you, you don't want to push it past the time limit. And then, like you said, you're going to get in the field. I mean, I had one foot in. Hello. Got to see what was popping out here. So he, I mean, he did the right thing. He did. Yeah. Yo. I mean, I mean, I didn't see no other options. For you or for him? For him. Woo! <laughs> Why are you doing I him? Mean, he waited all this time. You right. You right. Because maybe he already knew. Maybe in the back of his head, he already knew. Like, nah, I really like, I bang with her. Like, I just need to know for sure that she's not going to be on no running from me. You know, like no funny stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is like for and real, for it? real. I didn't, but but it was on that, your. You was right. Like at that time, you was ready. You made it to a place yeah. where you like, I want you. Because mm -hmm. I was done with my roster. I have not seen that crazy eight. So okay, I have a question. Um, roster. I was thinking of rosters uh, as like a bunch of mid niggas. 
Was your roster like stacked with Elon Musk or was it just like what was it stacked with? Because if I have a roster, I feel like it's going to be because if I could get Elon Musk, then why would I need five of you mid niggas? Because that's what it gives at first. What you mean? I mean, I'm again, I'm choosing James St. Patrick. If I got to have five of you mids, I'm on the couch, hun. So <laughs> I am on the couch. So I had, I okay, so I had this guy, which we were friends, and he actually, so we were friends, and he liked me, but he was 10 years older than me. I really liked him too, but again, he was 10 years older than me. Like, I was maybe 20, so he was 30. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I like him, but where is this really going to go? Like, he's 10 years older than me. Now, it doesn't matter today, but back then, you know, I'm like, ugh. You know? And then, so, again, once I kept pushing him away, the roads turned. Like, it was like, okay, now I'm dating. I'm like, okay, cool. Enjoy. Right. The day, the day before I moved, which was Christmas, he called me out of the blue, like, what you doing? I'm like, uh, Merry Christmas. I'm not doing anything. He was like, can I come by? I was like, I don't think you want to come by. Because at this point, it's Everything a mess. cleared out. Okay. And so he come by. He like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> are you moving? I'm like, yes. He like, why? What are you doing? What, what happened? Why you didn't call me? And I was like, it's time to go. And he was like, what do you mean it's time to go? I was like, it's time to go. He was like, did you need money? Like, you know, what happened? Like, you know, what happened? I'm like, it's a long story. Like, it's not even worth telling you. Like, I'm leaving. He's like, well, where are you going? I'm like, I'm moving to Atlanta. And he's like, what? You know, at this point, he's like, I could have gave you money. I'm like, this has nothing to do with money. Although I had $26 in my pocket, but that had nothing to do with it. But that is this a Pisces thing? Because we be broke as hell. I was and broke. Sometimes your pride won't let you tell a man, like, yeah, I'm broke. No. Like it just won't, like, I will be, like you said, $14 in my account, and I will not say not a thing. $26. I just need you to just put it in my hand. $26. I'm not gonna ask for nothing. I can't. Something about that. $26. Oh. $26. And I'm still leaving. Gone. Hmm. Look, I worry about the rest when I get there. Why are we like that? I don't know. What the hell is wrong with us? I don't know. And I sometimes do that with my parents, and I know they'll look out, but I be like, something in my pride is like, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ask. You need to just anticipate my needs and put this money in my hand. There you go. Anticipate my needs. That's it. Know that I always need something. Always. I mean, who can't use a little extra cash? Extra? I didn't have. I didn't have anything. <laughs> Not extra. So I'm like, okay. You know, I'm leaving. You know, it has nothing to do with you. He like, but why didn't you come to me? You know, because at this point, he knows my past relationship. He like, why you didn't come to me? Like, I've been wanting to handle this for you, and I'm like, it's okay. 
he won't leave. I'm leaving. Like, I need to leave. And, and I need to leave for multiple reasons. That's probably another podcast. But where I come from, just very quick, where I come from, that is low energy, is low vibrating. And I would never have gotten to the point to where I am. It was a lot of scheming, a lot of scamming, a lot of not working, a lot of, you know, just... You was living a life. It, it was a mess. It was a mess. I needed to be here. And so he was like, okay, you know, like, I don't know why you didn't reach out to me. And I'm like, we're good. Like, he's like, if you say so, I mean, there's nothing I can really do. But even after I got here, and, and it's so funny, the timing is crazy because Mike did not move to Atlanta until like three or four months later. The day before Mike moved here, he called like, I'm going to move to Atlanta. The day before he moved the to Atlanta. The day before Mike moved to Atlanta, this guy called me and he was like, I'm going to move to Atlanta. I think we can make it work. Wait, the other guy? Mm-hmm. He was like, I'll get an apartment, you know, whatever's going to make you feel comfortable. Because he was older, so he was very set in his ways. He was like, so for him to say that, you know, I'm like, mm, you? You willing to leave your comfort zone? Because that was one of the things I didn't like. He was like, we're going to live here. We're going to do this. And I'm like, I don't want to live out there. I don't want to do this. You know, very family oriented, go to church every, I, I did not want that. Yeah. And so for him to say, I'm moving to Atlanta, I'm like, uh, I don't, it's too late. Mm. It's too late. Did I make the wrong choice? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. So Mike moved, and we've been here. So then I'll tell you how. Then I'll tell you how my cold-hearted hindered my relationship. Okay. Okay. So, of course, I was not the person I am today yet, right? So I was still a little, I wasn't as cold during this time, but I was independent, very, very independent. You, you know? were a masculine woman? Definitely. There was no feminine energy about it. Mm. Definitely masculine. Because again, at this point, um, again, although I'm dating, nobody's ever going to catch me with my panties down. <laughs> <laughs> No, I hear that. No, no, no. I'm not ever going to be in that situation again. Never, never. And so it was like a... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just envisioning you with your panties. (laughs) Just call. No, 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 no. So, you know, I'm still in, in, you know, we talk about you know, masculine energy, feminine energy. So there was a little bit of a battle there. And remember, I tell you, my husband is not like, I hate to use the word headstrong. I don't want to say that because I have a different opinion on that now. But he was not a alpha male. It doesn't take away from his masculinity, but that's just not his character. He's very calm. So he handled things Can we pause here? <clears throat> And talk a little bit about masculine and feminine energy. Because again, oh. I told you I was on TikTok and you know, the girls have a lot to say about masculine and feminine energy. They do. What 
to you, and as a black woman, what to you does femininity look like in a world where a lot of young black women are not given the opportunity or space? I think a lot of times an indictment is made on black women for being so independent or being so quote unquote strong or being so difficult or being so combative when we don't live in a world that we have been, you know, able to just be soft and just exist. A lot of times I'm scared of a lot of things. And that's not because I lived in a perfect world. That's because yeah. I know that it's not perfect here and I need to be alert and I need to, you know, I would consider myself to be a very feminine woman and I think I'm very dependent, but I have developed the muscle of being yeah. a young man, a real nigga when I gotta be. Like I'm, I'm definitely very much so. Please help me. Please come save me. I can't do this. I don't want right. to do this. I'm, I'm giving that. But like you said, I'm not ever gonna let nobody catch me with my panties. That like when it, when it comes to it, yep. when it got a click, it's clicking. And you can't fault me for being that person nope. when y'all haven't been that to me. Y'all haven't been that to us. I think <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> So the thing is, social media paint femininity as lipstick and weave and nails and talking and soft. And what Fab said, it ain't nothing out here but clout chasing and cheap heels. It ain't nothing out here but clout chasing and cheap heels. That's what Fab said. I don't think that's femininity. And and I'm actually, I'm still learning. And letting people walk all over you. Mm-mm. I don't think that's what femininity is. I understand submissiveness and that's fine and that's dandy and that's cute. However, there are boundaries in a respectful way. It is. Am I going to boss up on you? No, but am I going to let you know that you're not going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still feminine while I told you no. Um, so I'm only battling this in my head because I truly believe that there's different parameters and perspectives on it from me in a dating world and me as a wife. I mean, that's understandable. So, and, and again, being honest, this is something that I still struggle with in my everyday life. Like sometimes I'm like, Ooh, Danielle, you shouldn't have said that. And I have, <laughs> seriously. And I have to go back. Like, you know, I text him like, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you. Cause I'm good for sending a little, I'm sorry. in a text message. And he like, what that's why I'm like, don't worry about it. I apologize. But then I say, no, let me talk to you. And you know, I was wrong. I accountability. Accountability. And that's where it starts. I think that's the first step of femininity. Um, but letting the man be a man. And what I had to learn and what I'm still learning is it's not always what we think it is. You know, in my head, I had this FML, you know, this rowdy man, you know, might handle things in a very calm way. And I mistake that. That doesn't mean he's feminine. It just means I'm operating in a masculine energy because it doesn't. Mike has shown me that it doesn't take all of that. It don't. But that's just comparison to who you've been with and who you've had to right. be. Now my you dad is opposite. putting that up into, yeah. My dad is opposite. And so I had to really let my- Wait, your dad is opposite from Mike or your dad? Oh, my dad is opposite He's raising hell. Absolutely. See, but I like that. Everywhere. No, I like that. My mom don't. <laughs> no, but my father's kind of like that. Like my father has a soft demeanor when it comes to me, but it's like, 
he gonna raise like I like that though because it makes me feel safe. Like I can remember specific instances when something would happen at school. And I would tell my mother and I would tell my father and my mother's reaction would be very soft to it. My father would be like, oh, hell no. Yes, I'm see. going up to the school. I'm bucking on everybody. What happened, Deb? What happened, Deb? I told him what happened. He don't care what scenario it is. Any scenario, I'm right. Now I'm yep. in the office with the administrator, the principal, the teacher. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, don't ever in your life play with my child like this because I'm going to come. Like, yep. I felt so like my father do not play about me. So I like that. I don't want my daddy coming in there because my dad wear glasses anyway. I don't want you coming in there with your glasses on, being all soft, and then people thinking they could play with me. Like, take them glasses off and get in the field. <laughs> <laughs> but see, and that's how my daddy is. And my he daddy get in the field. We like, we like the men that's going to get in the field, okay? My daddy like that everywhere we go. We can go to a restaurant. It never fails. It never fell. I was sure. I know they ain't got sit. I, I know they ain't sitting down before we sit. And we walked in this door first. They like, sir, we have a list. <laughs> they chose to sit in the car. I'm a little. Listen, I'm a little chaotic. You know why? Come with that energy every time behind me. Act crazy, and I would be standing there like this, Bessie, with right. a smug look, with a smug like, look, quiet. Like, like, you can't play with me. And I used to feel like that. I, like I that. wanted that. You like that. We like the girls like to feel like you cannot play with me. Basically. I don't want to feel like I gotta jump out in front of you and, and get to and get to acting like I'm from Harlem now. No, because I could do that. Don't get it twisted. I can do that, but I don't want to have to. I didn't. Yeah, and see that was me. I'm giving Sharkeisha now, and you back there giving uh Lady Patterson. <laughs> why? Why? Pastor Patrice Woodbine? No, because Pastor Patrice Woodbine is, is, a, is a hood nigga too. No, why? Why but are you giving? That... Why are you giving seductive lady behind me? Because you didn't give him a chance. Or maybe he didn't do it the way I liked. Maybe he was given the calm. Hey, you know we've been waiting, and I noticed they went before. Now nah, I wanted you to raise hell. But friend, that's not feminine. That's not him. Well, I know. So what do you want? No, you're saying, I'm saying, may, you're saying maybe you didn't give him a chance to. I did. I'm saying, or maybe he didn't do it the way that. And he didn't. And that's what I'm saying. But see, that's the thing. I had to learn that there's different perspectives of being masculine. And so, there is, and there is. Right? And so when I assume from what I pictured him to be masculine, what masculine meant to me, when he didn't portray that, then that became me, but two masculine energies don't quite go together. No. So then it automatically makes him fall in the background. Yeah. So, but then later on I learned, and I'm and this has been recent. When I sit in my feminine energy, he stepped up to the plate, just not at the time I wanted him to. Because at the end of the day. Because his patience yeah. is a little bit longer. Right. Well, way longer than right, my daddy. Right, right, You know? And guess what? I learned that things actually happen a little bit faster when he would come and speak to him. Like, hey, you know, we've been here for this amount of time. You know, what is the ETA? You know, my family is here, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. They're like, you know what, sir? You're right. Let me get you seated. 
Mm-hmm. Versus my dad, and this is a very recent season. He's like, man, you know, we've been here, blah 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 blah. He's like, sir, hold on, you know, just wait a minute, sit right there and walk away. Now and they disappear. giving, now they giving right, now they giving the energy, right. giving, yeah. And so now they mad and they chaotic, you know. But then when it comes to Mike, you know, it's right this way, sir. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, but it's see, a learning. I think it's, it's definitely a learning, a learning experience where. You only know what you know. Yeah. Like you have only experienced, like you said, the masculinity of your father or the protection of your father or and, him handling things and then coming into it is taken for you to evolve in your situation exactly. to be like, I trust you. Yeah. I'm not going to rush mm-hmm. to think that you should handle it this at the end of the day, that's a grown man. It is. It is. I'm not, I can't, I'm not, I can't who the hell am I to step on your toes and then nah, like let me let you. So those those femininity and those masculine talks down at the TikTok and down on the internet. You I know, hate the internet. I'm telling you, Danielle. I, I, I hate it. But I learn a lot of what people are thinking and saying, but I honestly hate it because how much of that stuff is really materialized in the actual world? It is. How, how are y'all really moving? Are y'all really is this what y'all really giving up, or is this just for the internet? I mean. Oh, that's a different. And I don't like it because people are stupid, and I think that they really will come up off the internet with this they and will. think that that's. And the men don't like that. What don't the men like? The men don't like the rowdy women. Um, I can, I can, I can believe that. I, I don't think they like that. I, I don't think if Mike would have would have dated me in my earlier times, I don't think we would be here today. I don't think y'all would either. No. And I probably would have still been the same way. Because the person who he was, it, it wouldn't have been compatible. Crazy part is, been. his dad is definitely, was a alpha male, like, rowdy, like, loud. Like, he was he was in the Navy. Oh, no, no, no. He was a Marine. Sorry. He was a Marine. So he had a, he had a persona to live up to. Mm-hmm. Mike, total opposite. And maybe that's why. He watched his dad do this for years, mm-hmm. you know? He was wore the hell out. Absolutely. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> he was wore out. But, you know, everybody's like, oh, this masculine man, you know, he does all of this, he does all of this. But then also I think that having somebody that masculine has allowed him to kind of be, like, I know my daddy going to step behind me, so I don't got to, as opposed to somebody who wasn't raised by a father in the home, Could and now be. he freaking got to be, the hoodest nigga out because Could that's be. all I got. I don't got nobody to step behind me. So he was allowed to be a little softer. Could be. Could be. But yeah, I mean, the femininity talks, and I hear some of them. And then I kind of sit back. I see all of the, the new trends of the coaches and all of that. But I'm just kind of I don't like, want to be coached anymore. I don't want to be told anything anymore. No. I don't want to take anybody else's advice. I want to do what feels organic and natural for me and the person Correct. that I am. Because every piece of advice that they've given about dating and love and relationship feels inauthentic to me. They're yeah. telling women to like shoot their shot now. They're telling women to position themselves. And it's just like none of that is me. None of that is who I am or who I ever want to be. Nope. And I don't wanna, I don't want to do those things. No, I think you have to you have to know who you are and do what's best for you. I mean, because I can tell you all day long, all day long what I would do, but I know we're two different people. No, but I'm gonna listen to you. <laughs> I 
honestly, he, truly, I would listen to Danielle. If you tell me something is okay, I'm like, if Big D said it was okay, because I believe you. I think that you have very good discernment. I think mm -hmm. that you are a logical person. I think I that you be. have a great moral compass. I think a lot of, of you in your opinions, like, yeah, you've never steered me wrong. Sometimes when I be saying stupid stuff or doing stupid stuff, and then you be like, now dead. Like, you just, you're calm in like my stupidity. <laughs> and, I, and I appreciate that because I don't think, most of the time I'm not, I'm not that stupid. So no. when I do get stupid, the fact that you just be, you just silent and looking at me like, now Deb. Mm -mm, friend. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So I, I, yeah, I definitely would take mm -hmm. advice from you and listen to you. But I also know who you are. And I also know like, we are different. So, and, and another thing, I try to put myself in other people's shoes or situations, even with Mike. And that's kind of how I handle things. Before I even say something to him, like, you know, would you say that to yourself? Do you want somebody to say that to you? Remember, like speak to yourself or speak to give yourself great. Like the mm -hmm. way you would speak to a small child. And see, I think that when that happens, given grace, when that happens, that is more femininity to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can always curse Mike out. I always <laughs> got a good cuss out for him. You know how I do. <laughs> Anything might fly out my mouth. But see, that's something I had to work but on. But let me start here. It did not. It didn't get me nowhere. Yeah. You just look at me like, girl, you're crazy. And I got nowhere. Yeah. And I would do it more and more. And he became numb to it. And one day I had to say, you know what? And this is very recent. I'm like, you know what? I have to apologize because, you know, Social media will have you confused. They'll be like, you know, you need to do this. And if your man ain't doing this, and if your man ain't doing that, you know, do this, do that. Do the that. games, the strategic games that you have to, I don't want to play games with you, nigga. I'm trying to love you. This is weird. <laughs> this is so weird. But see, <laughs> Why do I have to play on these games? But men I don't women like it. are different. I get that. But can we just communicate? Can I just look you in your eye and you look me in my eye and I say, hey, this and then you talk back to me and then i talk back to you and then we come to some no i need you to comprehend and i but need you to think i don't like that i don't like playing games is it a game and then that's why yes danielle this is absolutely we talked about manipulation that is a game when i have to strategically do this to get this outcome so they playing the night row they're playing the nut roll, girl. I, and I don't like it. And that's why I just be like, never mind. I'm going to just block you. Because it just is overwhelming that I can't just have a conversation. And then that means I'm, I'm going straight to, oh, you don't like me. If I got to do all of this, oh, you don't. You, I, and actually, you hate me. That's where I'm going. So let me play devil's advocate. I'm going to you hate me. You don't even like me. I'm blocking you. Block! <laughs> let me play devil's advocate. Because why don't you want to love me? Why don't you want me to have something good? See you deep, my friend. You want to argue with me. You want to create confusion. You want to scramble my mind and heart. You hate me. I'm out of here. Oh, my God. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. So, Just say you hate me so I can leave. Let me play devil's advocate. You don't even have to say it. I'm out. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait with y'all. I'm done. I told you. I'm on the couch with Jane St. Patrick. Ah! That's it. That's not how it works. It's up for you niggas. <laughs> <laughs>
but no, that's that's what's how that's how I was. That was my thought. And even as a married woman, I'd be like, huh, I don't have to do this. I, I go back to my daddy house. I don't have to do this. I'm like, you asked me to marry you. Ooh. I asked you. You Ooh. asked me. Ooh. You asked my daddy for my hand. Ooh. But was that the right approach? It wasn't if you're trying to, you Is know, build a bridge and create a progress. No. But if, it does feel good to let people know, like, you can't do me like this. You got to sometimes, because I feel like sometimes people will forget and they will start to just unappre they'll 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 forget and they'll get so used to you. Like, what do they say? Familiarity builds contempt. Yes. They'll get so familiar that they're not appreciative of you. And it's like, nigga, do you know who I am? But there's a way. I can't just say, nigga, do you know who I am? No. You and you know who I am, so don't play with me. <laughs> Now, friend, is that femininity? It's not femininity. What is it giving? It's giving masculine. What do you want? I want to be feminine. I want to live a soft life. Soft life is another podcast. Not, <laughs> no, 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 I know where you get in that with the soft life. Um, I'm not gonna prostitute my way into soft life. Like I work for my own soft life. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like I'm not. I'm not. I don't have to whore myself out. Like I'm. Okay. I'm okay. Okay. Because I know. You know. We had a conversation about soft life earlier. But yeah, like I'm at a place where. I mean, I feel like I do live a soft life, kind of sorta, and it's not as soft. I think so. It's not as soft as it could be. But I feel like it's it's fairly soft. I do what I want, how I, I want, so. when I want. You know, I'm not poor. I'm not rich. But if I need something, I know where to get it and how Absolutely. to get it. Um, and yeah, I'm not I'm not in any like bad situation. If I'm in a bad situation, it's because I put my stupid self there. Like I put myself in a bad situation. So um, yeah, it's pretty soft. I want it to be softer though. I don't think I live a soft life yet. With four kids, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I do not know. I don't know the stuff like you, yet. you, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. Like I had a pencil you in today, but. But with four kids, like if I had, <laughs> baby, if I had one kid, my life wouldn't be sore. Like the type of mother, like motherhood to me is a full-time job. Motherhood oh, to me, like, and this is what scares me about actually being a mom because I feel like I really, I understand that the smallest of things that parents do or don't do, where that could land you in life, what mm -hmm. voids you could have, what um, insecurities you could have. And it's like, I don't want to mess up anybody's life. So right. in order for me to be the best mom I could be, my life would, one, have to be very soft yep. for me because I am a fragile girl. It has to be very soft and I need to be able to give all of me to this little person because they deserve it. This world is hell. It is. So I need to create a heaven for you because I brought you here. You deserve that. I have, it's not a question of, well, mm -hmm. I did the best I could. No. no, my best is gonna be the best ever. And that's what I feel like I would love to give to a child, but yeah, my life will have to be soft. It has to be. Like, I got to be able to, it don't matter what it is, drop everything and tend to my fucking baby. 
You know, like, I don't want to have to be like, oh, I have to work and I got to have this person do this for me and that person. I don't give a hell what y'all got going on. I'm going to go get my kid. I don't care about y'all. Like, at that point, it's just, I would love to be in that space where I can move like that. Yeah. And if I cannot move like that, I don't want, I just, I just would like to be the best. And I, and I feel like, why are you so passionate about this, you crazy person? But I really do feel like I would just love to be the bestest mom somebody could ever have. And, and I want them to feel like that. I want them to feel like she loved me. She sacrificed for me. And yeah. not even only sacrificed because... I don't want to have to be in a position to have the sacrifice for you. I want to be able to soft life, you know, be me and have the things that I need to be the best for you. So when you put it like that, maybe I am living a little bit on soft life because I am fortunate enough to homeschool my kids. And that is, yeah, an element of, so you're continuously in their orbit. You're yeah. You have control of the things that they're learning. Yeah. You have control of the things that they're eating. They're not around random people. Like, nope. my mom, when she had me, she was 30, 31. She didn't work for a year after she had me. After she had, my mother was a smother mother. I know for a fact, yeah. like we've had conversations about me feeling neglected at certain points in my life. But again, my mother was at work for 16 hours a day. She was not out smoking crack. Right. My mother took amazing care of me. And if I can't provide to that level and I can't give, I know you love me. There may have been some places where you dropped the ball, right. but you, I know for a fact. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I will want the child to know, have an understanding, like before you even got here, I was thinking about you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like before you even got here, I was able to stay home for however long I needed to. You ain't going around no other people or school or this or that until you can talk. If I could homeschool my kid, I would. I am Absolutely. a very smart girl. Not only am yeah. I smart, I have a lot of insight and a lot of things outside of a classroom I would just love to teach a little person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if I can't be that type of mom, like if I'm gonna be struggle mom, struggle single mom, I don't want to. Been there too. Yeah, but it's like, have there been points when you felt guilty where you was like, damn? Oh, yeah. And I and that's the thing. You know how good you could be. You know Absolutely. the love and care you want to provide. But it's like, I'm in a place where I'm in survival mode. So I just gotta survive long enough till I could yep. get us to this point. It's like now, you know, you marry, you got somebody who you know, loves and cares for your kids as much as you. So that takes the stress off of you. But if, yeah, if I don't have that, it's giving no kids. It's giving, and I don't think that it's a terrible thing, but I do think it's kind of sort of a sad waste because I know like, I would be great at that, but I'd be, I'm, I'm just like scary. You are scary. For me. <laughs> I'm scary. Ooh, you are scary. I'm very scary. I'll be like, oh my God, I don't want to do nothing wrong. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to blow this up. I don't want to. <sighs> See, and that's that fear we're supposed to be talking about. I work through it, though. I be feel like I work through it a little bit. Sort of, kind of. I'm here, right? You're here. You're here. I'm doing the best I can. That's all we can do. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, those things change. So we might have to talk about that on part three. What? Which part? 
like soft life, what that looks like, you know, a little more in detail. Because now that you're giving me your view on soft life, and now I'm thinking about when I was the struggle mom, there's a difference. From now and then, yeah, hell yeah, oh, absolutely. obviously. Absolutely. Obviously. Absolutely. But, and, and we can say this for a different podcast, but I had to make a decision. So it wasn't something that somebody provided for me. I had to literally sacrifice and make a, a sacrifice and a decision to get here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I left the beauty industry yeah. to get here. Yeah. That's the sacrifice That's we speak sacrifice. of. Yeah, I feel like that, like, listen, for the girls that are moms, I love that for y'all. Because mm -hmm. if you're a person like me that, like, has so much love to give and has, like, nowhere to put it, you you have something to smother motherer. Yeah. So it works for people like us. Um, I was, again, girls on TikTok. One of the girls was basically, like, um... I feel like for a lot of women, we're at a place where we're self-loving ourselves out of romantic love. Like we keep talking about self-love, 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 self-care, self-care. And we're self-loving ourselves out of the fact that we do not have the romantic love. And I'm like, huh, I can relate to that. Yeah. Because I'm a spoiled self-love smotherer myself because there's nowhere else to put it. That's true. I don't know what to do with it. So I don't have a choice. That's true. And um, I definitely don't think that people should just be having kids to have them like fulfill their loneliness. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it needs to come from a place of like I genuinely want to pour into someone and I want to make a amazing like life and experience for you. It can't just be like, oh, I don't want to be 60 years old in, in, a, in a nursing home and dying and I need you to take care of me. Like I would never have a child to take care of me at the end of my life. Right. I'm just going to die anyway. So if I'm not doing it from a place of, I want to actively pour into you for the duration of your whole life, this is not about me because I'm going to die anyway. I'm not having kids to take care of me at the end of life. I don't right. care where I end up. I'm going to be old. Pretty much. I want to give you something. I want you, like, that's where my mind is when it comes to, like, having kids. Yeah. So we're going to actually wrap up the main event. I know this conversation went in a million different directions. We actually are going to do a part three. Okay. So we're going to scoot over to the next segment, which is Vibes for the Week. So now we are on to vibes for the week. This week, the music, I guess it kind of sort of relates to our main event topics, but then again, not really. Okay. It is Givian's album. I slept on Givian. I don't really know him like that. I haven't really. I definitely slept. Took the time to like get into his discography. He has an album and it's called Give or Take. And I don't know. Oh, I do know what made me like tap in. I was on TikTok and one of the girls uploaded a video and in the, the background, the song that was playing was Let Me Go. And I said, I think I like this. And the like opening lyrics is like, and Danielle's going to laugh at me if I start singing. Go ahead. Give it to us. So it goes, 
Say you want to be just friends, just friends, but I plan to make you more. See you when I can't stop staring. I miss us. And I was like, ooh, I like this. This is giving me feels. So I, you know, wrapped myself around to Apple Music and I listened to it and I said, oh, this is a vibe. Okay. And that was like two weeks ago. So I replayed the hell out of Let Me Go. Because one thing you're going to do is put it on repeat. One thing I'm going to do is repeat the hell out of until my feelings is just so potent. Like, I can't take it. So I played that to death, right? And then I was like doing lashes. I was at work last week and I was like, I want to listen to something new. So I just put on the album and I let it play. Rarely do I listen to an album that I can listen to from top to bottom and not have to skip songs. Right. My favorite artist in the world, Brandy. Full no, Moon, Full Moon, that's a top to bottom, no skips album. Tamia, A New Day, okay. top to bottom, no skips. SZA, Control, oh. top. That was your favorite. You remember? Oh. You remember? <laughs> that was your favorite. SZA, Control, top to bottom, no skips. Janet Jackson, Demita Joe, top to bottom, no skips. There is rarely an album I can listen to full through that I'm like, I don't like this song. Next. Givian did that. Givian has some solid songs on here. So he got Let Me Go that I love. Okay. He has Scarred. Scarred is a song about basically a woman wanting to be in love with him, wanting him to love her, but he can't because he's scarred. Like he just can't give her the love that she, she needs because he's not over his past situation. Mm. And, you know, he's still going situationships mm -hmm. and, you know, this is like placeholder. So, mm -hmm. like, if you ever been in a situation with somebody where you doing everything you can to right. win this person's attention, and for some reason he just not reciprocating, Scarred is that song. That's track number two. Then Get To You. Get To You is number five. Get To You is just a vibe. Okay. I don't know what about it that did it for me, but the lyrics, the general production. Giving has a very unique voice. So get to you and then Unholy Matrimony, which is the last song. It closes out the album and it's, it's really, really good. It's basically about a couple that were supposed to be getting married and he's coming into the realization that like we should not do this. We're making a mistake and it just takes you on a full journey and then he closes out the album. It opens and it closes with his mom giving him advice. His mom also has like a really nice voice. And um, I felt it. So check out Givian's album, Give or Take. That is the vibes for the week. Okay. So we are going to close out with our assignment for the week. And we're also going to have like, you know, closing remarks. So the assignment for the week is we're going to write back around to what we deserve. I want you to write in your y'all don't deserve me journals about grace. What does giving yourself grace look like? What does it feel like? When are some times when you deserve grace that you 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 missed a step, you failed yourself, and you didn't give your great yourself grace? Um, do you have anything on that? When I haven't given myself grace? No. What What do you think that they should be reflecting on for? Oh. Mm, let's just say grace. <laughs> well, Grace. No, okay. I, no, seriously, seriously, because I've been really heavy on this. I've been really hard on myself lately, and and literally, 
I like to put myself in other people's shoes. But Grace, I think that's something that a lot of people lack. That's why I'm so heavy on it. It is. So yeah, I want you writing down when you deserve grace and you fail to give it to yourself. And I want you to give it to yourself. I want you to continuously give yourself grace in the times that You're like beating yourself up. How would you treat a small child? How would you show love, show care, teach, reassure, comfort a small child? Treat yourself that same way and give yourself that same grace. Yeah, because we're so hard on ourselves. Correct. So now we are going to wrap up the pod what are your closing remarks? How do you feel about the pod? How do you feel about the day? How do you feel? How do you feel about me? Well, sister, it's been so long since I've seen you. I mean, I'm so happy. I'm happy to see you. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know why it's been so long since I've seen you. I haven't seen you since last year when we went to Turban Looks for your birthday. March. Yeah, you're nasty. I done had a whole baby. Since you're, then. Yeah, you're, you're disgusting. <laughs> I am, but can you give me some great sister? You're right. And and with that, thank you. We're gonna wrap it up. All right. So y'all enjoy the rest of your week. I love y'all. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this with me. This was fun. This okay. Was fun. This was really fun. I learned a lot about your previous situations that I did not know. Yeah. And we'll be back. There will be a part three. We will. All right.